It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. It is a new episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. We are so overloaded with information and material uh, this week because we're really kind of trying to catch up from last week when we're even more overloaded. And first, today's episode of Locked On Redskins is brought to you by Built Bar. Guys, they sent us a package of 10, a variety pack of 10. I got mine on Thursday night. They were all gone by Sunday afternoon. They're that good. That's why I'm feeling good as we start a new week. And you can too. Just by going to BuiltBar.com. And if you get the promo code locked on, you get $10 off your first box. That's BuiltBar.com. $10 off your first box with the promo code locked on. This week, we're starting a new feature where we're going uh, cross division by cross division and looking at some of the teams in the AFC that the Redskins will be facing uh, this year. We'll start with the AFC North this week. Uh, we will have a little coverage of the team that, the only team that had a worse record than the Washington Redskins, the 2 and 14 Cincinnati Bengals. That'll come up a little bit later on. But first, On today's episode, we wrap it up with number two overall pick, Chase Young. Speaking of, uh, worst record, 3-13. The Redskins rightfully earning that spot. We played part one last week, uh, and then we we didn't have enough time to get to it in our last episode of the week because we had Stefania Bell on. So here is part two of Chase Young meeting with reporters via Zoom video conference from last week. The Redskins, number two overall pick on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. First round draft picks all from the area. I'm, I'm curious, maybe your earliest memories of meeting those guys, hanging with those guys, and when you got the sense that, that it was a group that could be something special. Yeah, actually, um, I actually went over to Jonathan's house the day after the draft. Um, chop it up with him. Uh, you know, just wanted to meet one of the leaders of the defense. Um, I felt like it was right to do that. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm reaching out to, uh, you know, all one of my teammates trying to get to know um, everyone of them. Montez, um, I know I'm supposed to be getting with him. But, uh, you know, I'm fired up, man. We, we got a, a D-line full of, like they say, first-rounders. Um, um, I think we can, man. I think, uh, you know, we, when, when we go, it's, you watch out. Um, I mean, a lot of people I know compare uh, compare Nick, um, you know, when he went in the league uh, and when he got added to their D-line, um, his D-line, that, that Fortnite has had a title D-line, and he came in and just added more, uh, you know, more pressure. And, and that's, that's the only thing I'm trying to do is come in, be a sponge, and just play as hard as I can. 
Do you and Jonathan go back at all? Do you remember any of him from high school or anything like that? Did you ever? Um, a, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I always knew um, it was a guy from VA who was good. I didn't know who he was. Um, I just knew he was super big compared to me when I was, you know, I was probably five five or something. But uh, nah, I just remember a real big dude in VA who, you know, was going to Alabama. That was a big. That must have a big deal, you know, going to Alabama out of Virginia. So. Yeah, I definitely remember. Matt Paris. Hey, thanks. Uh, hey, Jason, Matt Paris from the Washington Times. Congrats. Hey, no. Thank um, I was just wondering, when you like prepare for, you know, game plan or anything, what are some of the things you look for when you're setting opposing offensive linemen? Yeah, uh, I look for um a lot, man. I do, I do. I break it up in different days um, throughout the week. Um, I look at uh, – I like to study the offensive linemen tendencies, um, you know, where they – might look, um, you know, before the snap, um, how they set, um, where is that kick for that? Is it is it far back or is it, um, you know, up uh, shorter? Um, you know, it's a lot of stuff, you know, play recognition. Uh, what plays do they run out of each formation? Um, and, 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 and how does the lineman stance differ throughout those formations? It's a lot of stuff that I'll probably have to break down to you. But, um, you know, I, I do my best on watching film. Um, so, you know, I'm def- definitely going to continue that in, 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 on the next level. I, I'm just curious. Um, obviously, we're all in this unique circumstance, uh, and we have no idea what's going to happen with mini camps, training camps, and things like that. For, for the whole team as a whole, that's, it, it, that, that's a tough spot for a rookie coming in and, and not having been at this level, not been with the team, having not known the playbook. Seems like an extra challenge. What's your – I guess, what have, they, what have they told you so far, if anything, about – preparing for the season in these circumstances and what's your immediate sense of just getting ready for football without the actual football practicing part? Yeah. So, uh, um, all I know is right now is that, um, you know, I get my iPad, um, this week, maybe either, I think I get it either today or tomorrow. Um, you know, the playbook will be on there. Um, I can talk to my coaches. Um, I just can't be on the, uh, the unit zoom calls. Uh, with the team, but I, I I believe that I can talk to um, my coach in my own private meetings. I think I'm, I haven't done it yet, but uh, we just checking on those facts to make sure I can do it. Um, but if I can, that that would be my plan. Um, definitely, um, I want to schedule out uh, every day on the time that I can meet, and uh, you know, just try to get get caught up on on on, on a new playbook that's coming in. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with the punches. It's a different draft. I, I roll with the punches on draft day. So, um, you know, just everything in the future, I'm going to roll with the punches. It, it seems like so much of football preparation, though, is repetition, you know, doing the same drills over and over again, putting yourself in different formations to see. Um, how, how do you think, based on your own experiences, how do you think you can adjust to, to the lack of repetition um, go, going into this? Um, I think uh, – I don't think it would be too much of that because I think I, I put in a lot of work on my own. Um, just defensive line wise, uh, film study, um, recovery, um, conditioning. I just just try to I try to get everything uh, incorporated into 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 what I do. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know that uh, you know first day, um, I'm gonna be you know in in the best shape I can be in uh, in, in in definitely the most prepared um, situation that you know a rookie like myself can come in and be. So um, you know that's what I'm trying to do: just be the best I can be. Uh, you mentioned going to Jonathan's house uh, and a couple things like that. But I wonder, 
you know, after the draft. Uh, what, what has this time been like for you these last few days? How much have you been able to enjoy being drafted, starting getting ready for the season? What have these last few days been like for you? I, I, I took a, a day off on the day after the draft. Um, but really, um, I just uh, – I've been talking to all my coaches, trying to get in touch with all my team, uh, teammates, um, still working out, um, you know, staying in shape. But that's that's basically it, just trying to get in touch with my teammates, trying to figure out, um, you know, when I can talk to my coaches and get caught up on a, um, you know, playbook. And uh, just working out and staying ready, man. Iguana. Hey, Chase, congratulations. You, you had mentioned, I guess, before the draft, kind of the balance of, of being a local guy and kind of what goes into that when you're playing for your hometown team. You, a lot of local guys, local guys with Jonathan and, and Dwayne and yourself on this team, kind of what is the balance of that, of kind of having the motivation of being a local guy, but also the challenges of that too? Yeah, I, I just believe that you have to uh, you have to have good people around you. A, a team, I would call it a team. Um, and because, uh, you know, so there's going to be, you know, people out here, uh, coming out the woodwork, um, that said they knew me, obviously. Um, you know, you know how that whole thing goes. Um, so I feel like you just have to have a good team around uh, around you. So, um, you know, just it has to be a boundary between you and, and those types of people. And um, I believe I do. Um, I have a team. So, um, you know, that's that's the first, you know, first step uh, in, in the balancing, you know. it And uh, on the other end, um you know, you, you know who they are and uh, you just have to be aware of them and, um, you know, try your best to, uh, you know, just stay out of certain situations. Um, I, I feel like and just focus on, you know, your job and that's football. What are the positivity? What are the positive elements of it? Of being oh, yeah. a local guy too. Yeah. I, I get to play in front of my family. I get to put on for where I'm from. Um, I get to be an inspiration for the, you know, all the young kids growing up in my area. Um, I mean, I get to play for the Washington Redskins, so a team that uh, I, I've watched, um, you know, growing up, um, obviously, because I'm from the area. Um, it, it's a lot, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, for real. But, uh, you know, the, I feel like the most exciting thing is uh, for for home games, my parents, um, you know, they don't have to fly anywhere. Um, they can drive 20 minutes up the road to come watch me play. And after the game, then, you know, we we after the W we can have a party or something you know what I'm saying just have a little cookout or, or get together something easier you know something uh you know that if I you know got drafted anywhere else I couldn't do so I feel like it's it's a lot of a lot more pros and cons. All right, so once again that is a new part of Chase Young. I'll call it part two because technically we split it up into three chunks. Chase Young part one last week. It's labeled. You can go get it wherever you download this Locked on Redskins podcast, wherever you download uh, your podcast. Uh, and you will be able to find that along with our interview, again, of Stefania Bell, who did the Alex Smith ESPN special E60 on Friday night, which was just amazing television. As well, coming up, we will wrap up the final part of our time with Chase Young, Next, including a question that I was able to ask right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, 
day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys, once again, it is Chris Russell here, locked on Redskins for Built Bar. We told you about them in our open. Glad to have them apart with us. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. And when we say amazing flavors, we mean amazing flavors. I, I had so many different types and varieties. I told you I had the whole box in about three days. It was crazy. Chocolate peanut butter was my favorite. But then again, I love anything with chocolate and peanut butter. So I knew this was going to be awesome, and I was not disappointed in any way. The best part about a Built Bar, low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. If you compare it to the most popular men's bars out there, it's half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams guys and that's important as you know it's not necessarily fat it's not necessarily calories it's carbohydrates and sugar that makes me feel really good about telling you guys about built bar it's awesome go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code locked on that's promo code locked on and get $10 off your first box. Again, that's www.builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on, builtbar.com. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. So, right out to Chase Young, we finish it up right here and right now. You talk a little bit about what you study with offensive linemen, but I'm very curious who in the NFL offensive linemen wise or tackle wise, do you say you really want to go up against? Is there any particular tackle that you really look forward to seeing how well you perform against them? Uh, you know, I'll probably keep that to myself. Uh, you know, I feel <laughs> like that's uh that's inside motivation, but tackles that, uh, you know, are very good. That's in my, um, um, you know, League, I mean, obviously the, the Cowboys have a good O line. Um, the Eagles have a good O line. You know, Jason Peters, um, Jason Kelsey, um, the Cowboys. They got Tyron Smith. Um, I mean, this is definitely some uh, you know good tackles. Uh, um, you know, in 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 in, in the division. So uh, you know, I'm just gonna try to keep working. You know, put my best foot forward, and you know, just show everybody what I got. Now that you've had a few days to digest, you know, being drafted by the hometown team, after the cameras left the house, after all the fans and friends and family left outside, when you finally had a piece of a moment of peace and quiet with the fam, what was going through your head? Time to go to work. You know what I'm saying? All it is, you know, you get drafted that second pick. Um, you know, you're going to be setting high expectations. Uh, people try to label you with the gold jacket. Um, you know, um, I just try to, you know, mute everything out, man. I, I try to mute out the negativity. I try to mute out the positivity and just focus, um, you know, on football and focus on the smaller, smaller things like nutrition, taking care of my body and just focus on everything that got me here now. Um, and, you know, on the next level, obviously trying to, uh, you know, just bring everything, everything I do, just, um, do it to even greater, um, you know, just do it even greater, and 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 hopefully, uh, my NFL career will um will be pretty good. Um, just just trying to do what I do. Hey, Chase Scott Abraham, ABC Seven. Uh, first of all, congratulations, my man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, 
obviously, you know, being born and raised here in the DMV, you have the platform now, Chase, to make a big difference on a lot of young men and a lot of young women and basically explain to them you were in their shoes at one time. What kind of impact do you want to make off the field in these communities? And how do you plan to do that, Chase? Um, I definitely, uh, well, I, I plan to make a big impact. Um, I want to, I want every kid in, in Maryland, I want every kid in DMV to know, um, you know, to know that I'm just a, a good guy. I'm a regular, a regular person, just like anybody else. I'm a, a guy that can, uh, you know, get personal uh, with them and, and just, you know, tell them that, uh, you know, I was in your shoes and, you know, now I'm here. And, and these are the steps that you have to take to get here. And, uh, you know, through every step, um, it's one thing that every step has a common, and that's just working hard. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to, um, you know, uh, camps. Um, I want to um, have a foundation. Um, so, uh, and I'm putting all those together now. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely going to um, try to make my presence felt um, throughout the whole community. Congrats again. Pete Haley. Thank you. Hey, Chase. Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington. We're talking about how your game can grow, but I've been reading that you literally could still be growing. How is that possible? And in what ways would that impact your game? And how tall do you think you can get? Yeah, uh, my dad... Um, my dad's side of the family, a lot of guys grew late. I know my dad, he went to, when he went to high school, his freshman year, he was about six foot, six one. Um, I think his senior year when he left, he was about six, six. And I think, uh, in college, um, I believe he grew to be about his sophomore year, he grew to be about six, seven. And then uh, his senior year, he was about six nine. Now he like six ten. So I mean, he grew late. Um, it's a, it's a possibility that I can grow late. Um, a lot of people talk about my growth plates. So I still uh, you know some room, but I, I don't feel like it will affect my game. Um, I feel like uh, you know it's just something I would adapt to. Just you know, staying flexible. Obviously, if if you're tall, you got to be a lot more flexible. But I now nah, I don't think it will affect my game at all. Um, you know. I'm, I'm, I'll be the same person, um, whether I'm six seven or six six one. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'll be the same. I feel like everything's cool. Uh, my one question will be: Is you know you've had cameras around you constantly, especially during the draft. But I'm just wondering when, when those cameras were gone, what was the most memorable moment for you? I feel like just sitting back, um, uh, watching my family all, you know. Um, you know, be excited, uh, laughing with each other. Um, when I was getting picked and just sit back and just uh, remembering just those times where the draft would come on. When I was a young kid, I have a wife beater on in the house with a, um, you know, a little kid running around, <laughs> in, a little kid running around in my drawers and looking at the TV and, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, first round pictures going by on the screen. I was told my mom, you know, I, I want to be one of them. I, I always stuck in my head um, that I was going to be a first-round pick, and that always been my plan. Um, play, always been playing, uh, and you know that's just something that I always fought for my whole life. All right. So once again, that is Chase Young. All three parts. Again, you can get part one last week in our archived and archived episodes. Very easy to find wherever you download. The Locked on Redskins podcast, uh, it's clearly labeled, and as well, part two and part three on this edition. Now, coming up next, we'll chat with the guys from Locked on Bengals about the Redskins and the Bengals. When they will meet, we don't know. Could it be week one? 
Whenever week one will be, we will discuss next. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. And we finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast. We're doing a division-by-division crossover, but kind of a different style. This week, we're taking a look at all the AFC North teams, and these teams, the Redskins, are actually going to face in the regular season. And it starts with the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, number one overall. So let's get it going right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, little Redskins Bengals talk with the guys from Locked On Bengals. With your first year with Riverboat Ron, the Bengals' second year with Zach Taylor. You've got a second year quarterback. The Bengals have Joe Burrow. You've got the guy that was drafted after Joe Burrow. What's the general feel in Washington coming off of the Jay Gruden years, going into a new era? Dwayne Haskins' second year, another Ohio State guy coming in to anchor the defense. Is there any optimism there? Yeah, I would say it's cautious optimism because they've been down this road so many times before with Mike Shanahan and, you know, oh, then maybe the young hip head coach Jay Gruden, the funny guy who ironically came from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, maybe he's going to be the guy or, or, or maybe it'll be the, the, the new assistant out of nowhere, Jim Zorn, or maybe we'll go back to the glory days of Joe Gibbs part deux, and, and that'll all work. And, and quite honestly, guys, it's been a mess. I mean, if you if Cincinnati Bengal fans think that they've had it hard, and I'm not saying that you haven't, um, and that things were really tough under Marvin Lewis, and I know they were frustrating. I wouldn't call them really tough. If you think that, then magnify that by probably 10 around here, uh, because as we were talking before we started recording here, fellas, you know, it's been 28 years, and there's been a couple of years in that span where the Redskins have made the playoffs, backdoored, magic carpet rided their way into a division title um, by usually going on a December winning streak and, again, getting a little bit lucky. But then they quickly flame out, and they've won two playoff games, I think it is, in the last 28 years or whatever it is. It's been a really, really long stretch. So needless to say, they are very hesitant to openly embrace Ron Rivera, Dwayne Haskins, and the new era of – you know, of Redskins football uh, in 2020. That's two more playoff wins, Chris, than uh, than the Bengals. So you, you could tell the fans in D.C. that. Um, let's uh, let's go to the quarterback position because I, I think you look at this Bengals team and the, the optimism is centered around Joe Burrow. How do Redskins fans view Dwayne Haskins after one season? And were they excited that they went Chase Young and not a quarterback with the second pick? 
Yeah, I think the answer to the second one, definitely, yes, Chase Young is um, a lot of reason for excitement. Everybody views him as the best player in the draft, whether that's fair or not, over Joe Burrow, who you guys took. I mean, I'll let just everybody, you know, look, they're both great players, um, but whatever. So there is some excitement over Chase Young. He's a local kid. He grew up uh, where their stadium for now is located in Prince George's County, Southern Maryland. Um you know, ironically, I don't think he grew up a Redskins fan. So, you know, it's kind of been weird, you know, to kind of te- in in that regard to kind of, embrace, you know, for him to maybe embrace that and realize, oh, you know, I'm going to play at least the first four or five years of my NFL career uh, in Burgundy and gold and for the Washington Redskins. But that's neither here nor there. Going back to the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, and of course, there's been a, a heavy dose of Ohio State. Um, infusion into the Redskins organization. Uh, Not only that, but Terry McLaurin as well, who was awesome last year. But Haskins is a guy that I'm not sure Redskins fans know what to do with. Uh, Certainly and clearly there is a fan base, a part of the fan base that's very excited, hopeful, optimistic, all of that. There's a segment of the fan base that is already, and I can tell, just done. And they, they're not, they're not exactly willing to embrace him. Um, because they sense what I think is the reality in the building. And that is the people in the building that make the decisions, Ron Rivera, Kyle Smith, who's the, they're essentially their general manager. They are hesitant. They are cautious to embrace Dwayne. And when you have that guys, I think when you have a beaten down fan base, I think you have a lot of doubt. Uh, I think you have a lot of consternation, whereas in Cincinnati, right, maybe I'm wrong. You guys tell me. I I don't know. I I haven't heard of anyone in that organization or that fan base that isn't excited to have Joe Burrow. They they exist, and they're Ohio State fans that really wanted Chase Young. But I think that that even that portion of the population got a lot smaller. It's interesting, actually. We do this exercise called the shadow draft where we take picks – from certain spots in the draft and we just draft along with the NFL draft and we try to make our rosters and I picked Dwayne Haskins last year and this year I was picking second where the the actual team that had Dwayne Haskins was picking and I was faced with the same dilemma as Washington was and do I try to go for the quarterback in Tua and try to advance the position or do I give Dwayne Haskins one more year to show that he can stick Maybe a new coaching staff can help him continue to progress as we saw that progression late last year. I went with Chase Young too, so I can't criticize Washington for that selection at all. But yeah, in Cincinnati, everyone is thrilled with Joe Burrow, Andy Dalton's time. He'd worn out his welcome. People really like him as a human being, but in terms of a football player, he kind of maxed out in 2015. He got out in 2018 to a really hot start, but not winning a playoff game on five tries will really wear out your welcome with the fans. And unfortunately, that's the way it went for him in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow, on the other hand, similar to Chase Young, I think, in a lot of ways, from Ohio, from the area, didn't grow up a Bengals fan, but has embraced Cincinnati, has embraced the return to Ohio in a lot of ways. As has said, he's excited to be able to, you know, two and a half hour drive from Athens, Ohio, or whatever it is, to Cincinnati. So I think everyone's excited for the fresh blood and the new start. And this coaching staff gets to embrace their own guy, too. That subject, I don't mean to jump in. Can you guys tell me, um, because I'm curious, and I'm sure Redskins fans will be, 
there seemed to be some hesitation at the first at, at the beginning from Joe Burrow and about the Bengals and the Bengals, as we know, are considered to be notoriously cheap and all that. What do you guys think flipped the script, if you will, or was that a bunch of, you know, just gobbledygook and, and it wasn't real from the start? Do, do you think the Bengals, I, I would say significantly spending some pretty good capital in March was that what turned the page or was there something else or was it just not there from the beginning? Yeah, I'll use your term. I, I think it was gobbledygook. I, I think it was a, a mixture of, you know, national talking heads, assuming things that Burrow was saying. And and I think Burrow, um, whether we, we like it or not, he, he doesn't really leave. Um, it, he'll be direct. He's not going to say things and be passive aggressive, like an Aaron Rodgers or someone like that. He's going to tell you how he feels. And so he, said, I want to be the number one pick, but he wouldn't say Cincinnati. He wouldn't say he wanted to go to the Bengals because he didn't know. And, and, and so I, I think that was, uh, wasn't intentional. It wasn't something to, to draw attention, but it did. Um, as for what they did in free agency, I, I think, I think it was important to show Joe Burrow that they, their intentions are to win and they want to be a winning organization. But I, I think also it had to do with a, a fan base that has watched a, a, a team whose roster in 2015 was one of the best in the NFL and they go 12 and four. They've watched that roster slowly get older, uh, get worse and progressively worse to, to be one of the, the worst uh, teams in, in last year, the worst team in the NFL. So they had to show that they wanted to, to build a winner, not only for Joe, but an entire fan base that that appeared lost. So I think it was about winning as much as anything. But certainly the, the free agent spending money, uh, the, the money that they committed, nearly $150 million to eight free agents, I, I think it, it helped not only the fan base, but convinced Joe Burrow that he was in the right place. All right, that's going to wrap up our episode today. More AFC North crossover specials coming up this week right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Once again, check out BuiltBar.com. Get $10 off your first box with promo code locked on. I'm Chris Russell, locked on Redskins. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.